Hi, I'm Josh and welcome to the Wild Nature Photography Podcast, the podcast that talks the art and quite often the craft of nature photography. It's the, what is it today? It is the 28th of August 2021 and this is podcast number 17. Now on this podcast episode, I want to talk about um, a little bit more about the COVID situation here in Australia. This is a, <laughs> this is the pandemic that just seems to not want to go away. But I also want to do a little bit of an update on um, some of the trips that are coming up and some of the trips that are going to be delayed and some of the trips that have got new dates. And then talk a little bit as well about CF cards, because it's come to my attention that there's some cards out there in the marketplace that are starting to fail. And I think it's a good thing to be aware of. But let's kick off with... Um, Let's kick off with COVID and the situation here in Australia because I've had uh, quite a few people reach out to me even since the, a week ago since my last podcast asking me a little bit more about what's going on here in Australia. I think um, our lockdowns that we're having here in Australia and most of the country is currently locked down here as a result of the pandemic. These lockdowns seem to be starting to make the news around the world and uh, I'm not surprised to be honest, they're pretty dystopian and here now in Victoria where I live, we're currently in lockdown number six. And the lockdown here basically means that you're not supposed to leave home unless you need to go and do shopping for food or unless you're going to do a couple of hours exercise for the day. There's a curfew that runs from about, nine, I think it's nine o'clock at night till about six o'clock in the morning, somewhere in that vicinity, give or take an hour or two either side. But basically, you're not supposed to be out after those hours. And that's got primarily to stop people socializing in the evenings together. Now, does this sort of lockdown work? Well, it has worked here in the past with before the Delta variant of COVID, but the situation here seems to be changing. Now, certainly in New South Wales, which is a state sort of north of Victoria where I live, they've got a lot more issues with COVID than we currently do. Around They're having around about a 1,000 cases a day. Now, this is still very low by world, class, uh, world standards. And here in Victoria where I live, we're under 100 cases a day. So again, almost nothing by world standards. So it's certainly nothing to be concerned about on a global scale. Uh, here in Australia at the moment, I think it's really the lockdowns and the, the restrictions that are probably making the news more so than the COVID outbreaks. Uh, because I think um, the sort of lockdown we've got going on here in Australia just wouldn't be tolerated, certainly not in the US and certainly not in many other parts of the world. I think people just aren't willing to have their freedoms impinged to that level in many parts of the world. And look, to some degree, that's the case here. We've had a number of protests uh, one here in Melbourne a week ago, which turned unfortunately turned quite ugly, uh, with people who uh, don't want to conform with these lockdowns. And, and I kind of get it, you know, we're in lockdown number six now and everyone's pretty tired of it. And there's a lot of businesses here in Victoria where I live that have, have certainly gone to the wall and gone, um, gone under as a result of continual lockdowns and inability to trade. Certainly a lot of the cafes, the small businesses, uh, have gone under and just will never return. I just, they just won't be able to recover. There have been a few businesses that have done well out of COVID uh, here in Australia. Hardware stores seem to have done really well. A lot of people have been renovating. But I think by far the majority of, of businesses have been doing it pretty hard and, um, you know, really looking forward to this all sort of being over, over with. The um, travel restrictions here in Australia remain in place. You know, at the moment, it's basically pretty much nigh on impossible to travel between the states in Australia without uh, border permits. You need to have a very legitimate reason. The borders are heavily patrolled and enforced. Travel outside of Australia for Australian citizens is basically impossible unless you've got a, a special permit. These are very, very difficult to get. I talked about this in a podcast a couple of episodes ago. Uh, I have one. It was extremely difficult to get. It's for my Finland uh, trip this October. 
which um, you know, really now is just about a month away and can't come soon enough. I, I just can't wait to get on a plane and get out into the forests and, and you know, really start to do some more photography. It's been far too long between drinks, as they say, for, for that. But I think, you know, realistically, the word on the street here is that Qantas, which is our major international airline, is going to start to reopen international flights towards the end of the year. They're saying December. But my feeling on that is is that, yes, they probably will, but I doubt the government here is going to open travel up until we reach that critical point of uh, vaccination in the country and we're just not there yet. And even when they do reopen travel, I suspect it's going to be very limited, that you're still going to need to apply for a permit to leave the country because if they just open it up and allow anyone to go, there's going to be a mass exodus. I think from this country, people are pretty pretty keen to go on a holiday somewhere and, and get out and about. Um, so look, it's because of the international travel restrictions that I've taken the decision this week to delay both my snowy owl workshop which was scheduled for January next year in Canada and the follow-on Yellowstone workshop as well uh, in Yellowstone in the USA that was going to be run straight after the snowy owl trip. Both those trips will now be delayed until 2023. Now the reason for that is most of the clients I have booked on both those trips are actually Australians and I just don't believe that or it's I think it's highly unlikely that they're going to be able to get out of the country and join me on that trip so it's just it's only fair that that trip gets to, uh, delayed and pushed back uh, it's not ideal I would have really loved to get back up into Canada and into Yellowstone again but it gives us all something to look forward to for 2023 and hopefully by then you know we've got this pandemic situation more or less under control and back to some sort of semblance of normality. So both of those trips, as I say, unfortunately will be delayed. I have already let everybody know who's booked on those trips that uh, they will now be running 2023, and I'll put a written update on my website and blog as well about that. Uh, as a, Again, as I say, it just seems the right thing to do given the fact that I don't think most people are going to be able to get there. Uh, so that's the case with uh, with those two trips. Uh, Finland's still very much going ahead. I then have Mongolia later this year. Now, Mongolia in December, to be honest, at this point, I'd say is 50-50. It's really hard to know. Mongolia was completely closed to international travel up until only a couple of weeks ago. The only aircraft going in and out were charter aircraft, very similar to what we have here in Australia at the moment, actually. But uh, that is changing. But uh, unfortunately, Delta is running rampant in Mongolia at the moment. And um, really, it looks like it's pretty much out of control. So I'm not sure if that trip's going to go ahead or not. I'm just playing it by ear. It's very difficult to plan and make decisions at the moment in relation to any of these, any of these trips photographic or otherwise because the goalposts just keep moving for travel so very very difficult so that that trip probably won't uh or probably won't make a final decision on that i think probably before early november um potentially as early as mid-october but i think realistically early november before we know if that's going to go or not i'm hoping it will i mean i would love to get back to mongolia in winter it's an incredible part of the world but it's obviously got to be safe for travel and everybody's got to be able to uh, get there from the various parts of the world that they're coming from and at the moment there are no flights from australia to mongolia i would have to go via uh, Russia with uh, Aeroflot, and to be honest with you, that doesn't appeal very much. I think I'd rather I'd rather walk overland, and that isn't going to happen. So we'll just have to see how that goes. Uh, so watch this space for for Mongolia in December, and I'll be keeping everybody up to date on who is booked on that trip as uh, as the situation continues to unfold. So let's just shift gears a little bit. I want to talk for a moment about um, CF cards. So I had a good friend of mine contact me from the States 
uh, about a week ago now and sent me some photographs of an Angelbird CF card that is starting to fail. Now the card's actually starting to separate. It's showing, um, I guess you'd call them micro fractures in the actual card. Uh, it, it really looks quite concerning and I'd say it's only a matter of time till that card fails. And there was a follow-up email that came from, um, from my friend Dave as well that showed that the Sony Tough card is also exhibiting very similar types of flaws in it. So this is something I think just to be aware of. And certainly if you've got any Angel Bird cards or Sony Tough cards, I'd certainly have a good look at them and just make sure that there aren't any micro fractures or cracks appearing in them or that they're not separating in any way, shape or form. Whatever they're using to hold those cards together, particularly the Angel Bird cards, appears to be failing. I don't know what's causing that or why that's happening, but it's clearly evident in the photos that I've been shown that there is there is an issue there. So if you're shooting those cards, just be aware of it. I have checked my own SanDisk cards just to see if I can see any signs of separation uh, or micro fractures in the cards, but I can't. To be honest with you though, the cards that I've got here, uh, the CF cards in my 1DX Mark III's are pretty new, so they haven't had a lot of action, although they have been up into Iceland uh, when I was photographing the Arctic Fox in winter last year, but they really haven't seen much action since Greenland. Uh, and again, that's over a year ago now. They've more or less been sitting dormant in my cameras. So uh, I needed to, you know, I think get a few more hours on those cards in the field to see if they're, they're going to be okay. But it's certainly something just to be aware of. I have, obviously I've had cards fail in the past. It's not common, but I've had clients have cards fail. I've had my own card fail as well. I had a card fail a couple of years ago in Iceland and lost some images. So this is just something to be aware of. Backup you know, when you're traveling in the field is just mandatory. You need to travel with multiple cards. You need to travel with a, with a spare backup card reader. And then you need to be backing up your photographs every day to two different locations. I mean, I really can't stress this enough. This is something that I see time and time again on trips when people come to me and say, have I got to spare this or have I got to spare that? Because theirs has failed. Um, it's only a matter of time till all these devices fail. So you really should travel with two of them. I don't want it to sound like a like I'm lecturing on what you should and shouldn't do, but the reality is at the end of the day, you don't want to go anywhere with just one card or one card reader and have it fail because it just can be a potential disaster if you haven't got someone there to back you up who does have a second one. So uh, back up, you know, in the field, not just copying images to multiple drives, but having backup cards and backup card readers, um, extremely important, uh, really mandatory for any sort of travel and photography, I think. So I think that's um, that's probably most of what I wanted to cover today. Oh, there was one more thing I just wanted to cover. I now have finalized, I talked about this again in my other podcast, but I have finalized the dates for Ellesmere Island in winter for 2023. And that expedition is going to run March 3rd to March 17th, 2023. There are um, there is dates now and full information on my website as well at jhulko.com. If you jump into the workshop section there, you can find Ellesmere Island in 2023. Uh, if you want to download the PDF that has the itinerary as well as all the details for that expedition. It's a little bit longer than the 2022 trip, uh, just a few extra days. David and I just decided that we would uh, extend the length of the trip a little bit uh, really just because of the cost of airfares of getting to Ellesmere Island. It's a it's a very expensive place to get to from Ottawa in Canada. Um, the airfares, you know, run pretty much in the order of about $6,000 uh, for those segments of flights. 
So it's it's a lot. It's a difficult and expensive place to get to. So we decided we just want to make the most of it. So we've just extended that a little bit, a few extra days for 2023. Again, we'll only be taking four people on that trip. If that's something that you're interested in, if getting out into the the Arctic winter in search of the elusive white Arctic wolf and snowy owls and muskox, if that appeals to you, then this is uh, something that I think you might want to check out. As I say, there are full details on my website. You can jump on there and have a look. I will try and shoot some uh, video. I know I see that a lot. I'll try and shoot some video, but uh, when I'm in Ellesmere Island, to bring back just to show a little bit of what it's going to be like. That trip, the the first trip's not till March next year, so there's plenty of time between uh, between now and then. And I think just to just to finish up today's podcast, we've covered covered a few topics, things I wanted to go over. Uh, I also just wanted to talk very briefly, the EOS R3, which I talked about in a couple of my early podcasts. I, I don't have any more information on that camera. I mean, I think most things have been said about it now uh, on the internet. Uh, all I can really say is it looks like it is going to be announced uh, in the first couple of weeks of September. Uh, I still have uh, two of those cameras on order. I'm very, I'm very much hoping that you know I might be able to get my hands on one before I leave for Finland in uh, early October. I would love to take one with me and be able to put it head to head against the uh, against the 1DX Mark III. I think that would be fantastic, especially for wolves. Um, they're a, a fantastic target to to test autofocus on, and some of the Arctic birds up there as well. So I'll, I'll keep uh, I'll keep everybody posted on whether I can lay my hands on that EOS R3. I'm I'm very hopeful that I'll be able to. I think it's probably 50-50 if they can get here in time. We'll see. I think supply is going to be very very short initially for those uh, for those cameras. So I am uh, I'm told first on the list here in in, um, in Australia with Canon for for this camera. So I'm quite excited about that, and we'll just have to to see how that goes. Um, but keen to try it out. So I think that will do us for today. It's a beautiful summer's day here in uh, in Melbourne. Um, you know, we're still very much at uh, the end of winter, but I say summer, it's, it really does feel like summer out there. Just a very light breeze, no clouds in the sky, beautiful day. First nice day we've had in a long time. I actually ate lunch outside today. It was so nice. So that's it. That's it for today. I'm going to go and get some exercise. I'm Josh. This has been the Wild Nature Photography Podcast on the 28th of August, 2021. Stay safe. I look forward to seeing you out in the field.